And we are live. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is Joe DeLeon. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I, I quite literally, Blake, I, I honestly feel hungover from, <laughs> from the long weekend that was the NFL draft. But I don't know, it feels good knowing that we've got the offseason and we're getting one day closer to college football being back. The reigning defending conference in the NFL draft is the SEC. So I put it out there last night Uh that I got something for your Rudy Pooh candy ass. Tonight we will recap the draft, but we're going to do it in a college football type of way. Kind of, what does it mean by conferences? I thought the Big Ten had a big showing. They had 55 scholarship, uh, 55 draft picks, but not all wins and losses are created equally. Uh, I am not looking forward to this discussion. I absolutely am not looking forward to this, as I've said on Twitter, but I still stand by statements I made in the past, and I encourage you to open up this argument, but. I still stand by what I said during the college football season. I'm not backing down on that. As the 17-year reigning champ, Joe, do you know that you could have a senior in high school or a junior in high school, Mm -hmm. and all they would know in the NFL draft is that more SEC players are drafted than any other conference in the country? Well, that's basically me. There's only a six-year difference between that and – no – eight or nine year difference between that and a, and a junior in high school. But yeah, that's all I've known. I know you can't do math, but you're 24, no, I'm, right? I'm going to be 25. Okay. So seven year difference. Seven eight plus difference. seven is what? Seven plus seven is 24, but I'm eight. I am 25 in one month. I can't do quick math like that. So bear with me. My and main point is, And y'all make fun of the South about being dumb. I didn't go to Notre Dame. <laughs> but you, make, to, you know, I guess the South is the dumb ones. My, my point here, Blake, is that, yes, I have only known the SEC for producing the best draft classes, the most amount of draft prospects. I still stand by the, the statements that I've made during the college football seasons, which is you need to have a certain resume to make it to the college football playoff. Talent aside. Great talent you guys put in in this year's draft class. It's fantastic. But I still stand by my statements. That's the sound every time I'm going to make when you're wrong. Nevertheless, that's not all that we're going to talk about here tonight. Stetson Bennett, the poster child of the SEC, some believe, gets drafted in the fourth round to the Los Angeles Rams. We'll touch on that. Michigan State. Boy, the fighting Mel Tuckers are going through it. They're oh, yeah, they're, they're getting completely picked apart. And it's one of these things that we've talked about on this show. I feel like your outlook on them is a little more optimistic than mine is. But Not anymore. No, three kids going in the portal. We already knew that there was a little bit of turmoil. And I don't know, dude, it is a weird, weird, weird environment going on there in East Lansing with like how much attention is going to Mel Tucker and all the money that he's, he's racking in and not paying his assistance. And then now we have three big players going into the portal. Dude, they're going to be bad next year. They are not going to be as good as I think that many people hope they will be. Uh, do you know JD, JD Pickle? I, yeah, I'm Mel. familiar with who he is. Yeah. Um, did you see what he said today? about no, what did he Buckner? say? He said... I'm just quoting here that he was told by a source that the quarterback situation at Alabama was them trying to bring in Georgia's Stetson Bennett. So, well, okay, wait, I think we need to read into that a little bit more. I think that all that means is adding a wild card third guy who can throw on the run. He so can good at- on the run or stay Yes, he can. Carry. Stop. We're not doing this. <laughs> yes, he can. That's his best attribute is his, his mobility and his ability to throw on the run. He throws better on the run than he does from, from a, a solid stance. That's a problem. <laughs> that, but that's, that's why they want him. That's why Stetson was good. 
No, it wasn't. It's part of what worked well for him early no, on. No, it wasn't. Yes, it Stephen was. It would sit back in the pocket and eat your rear end alive. Stop that. He improved significantly towards the end, but. Glad you brought that up. Don't forget you just said that. Okay. My main point, though, with the whole Stetson Bennett thing, I think it's adding a third wild card into the mix. That's kind of what they're looking for. I think that's what that means, not trait-wise. It's not like a one-to-one comparison. Well, we'll see. All right. So we will talk about the portal at the end, but we do have a lot we have to get into. Let's get to a couple of these. Tyler Townsend says, what's up, guys? What's up, Tyler? Chris H. says, Joe's math just doesn't math right. Again, I'm hungover. Mentally, I am. I'm not literally hungover. I am work hungover from working the whole weekend. So, I whatever. It is what it is. Uh, Jason Brumfield says, that math just ain't mathing. The math was correct. It's eight years. Technically, it's not because technically... 25 minus 17. No, that's not how that works. You were not going to be, you weren't 25 at the draft. Okay. okay, All right. Fine. Fine. I will concede that you're correct. Okay. 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 All right. So we do. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We do got a lot to get into here uh, today, Joe. So I I don't want to waste any time. Let's talk about our good friends over at Bet Online. But before we do that, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. You guys on Facebook continue to kill it for us. So do us a favor. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Share it to those SEC groups. Share it to those college football groups, LSU groups, Notre Dame groups, wherever you see fit. Share it to your own social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Joe, I'm going to kick this one over to you. I said we had a big announcement last week, and we never mentioned it. So yes. you want to say where? tell people where they can catch us as well? Yeah, and if you folks didn't know this, but we are a feature on the primetime lineup of Believe TV on the Believe Sports channel on any of your or many of your fast channel distributors. We're going to be up on some of the bigger platforms uh, that you might be familiar with, but right now we're on platforms like uh, Sports.TV, Distro TV, Local Now, a number of others that we're currently in the process of getting on, but we are one of the primetime shows. And I argue, I think we have the best time slot too. We're we're right now like seven. Eight. Yeah, yeah. I think we're seven Eastern right now. Seven or eight Eastern, I believe, is what it is off the top of my head. Awesome. We'll be back in just a minute. We got a lot to talk about. Let's recap the draft from a college perspective. Joe is probably going to have to leave the show because he's going to be embarrassed. Uh, we're back very soon. Stay tuned. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures head on over to bet online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's believe 50 b-l-e-a-v five zero to receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag betonline.ag we're significant because the we're back did you know that texas broke a streak this week it was it having a player selected in the the first first round robinson how about that Bijan? and you're saying sark isn't turning that program around give him a little credit no he didn't (laughs) it was tom herman that recruited Bijan robinson who is with now the Atlanta Falcons. So, Joe, let's talk about this. Let's talk. Let's recap this draft. Listen, stay with me here. Okay. The SEC is the reigning defending draft champions. They had 62 guys selected in the draft this past weekend. The Big Ten, who I, we will get to in just a minute, had 55. The ACC had 32. The Big 12 had 30. And the Pac-12 had 
27. It's the 17th year in a row that the SEC had the most players drafted. Eight of the top 16 are from the SEC. But remember during the season, you tried to argue with me that TCU belonged and they deserved to be there. And we talk about, well, if Utah or USC or Oregon would have won it out. I just want to throw this out there, okay? Did you know that Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and Florida had the same amount of draft picks as the ACC, and they had more draft picks than the Big 12 and the Pac-12? Even if, even if you took out Georgia, Bama, LSU, and Florida, the entire rest of the SEC would have had more picks than the Big 12 and the Pac-12 almost combined. My point in all of this is, Joe, when you come on this show and you say about TCU belongs and, oh, you can't disregard the Pac-12 champion playoff expansion. It's an automatic bid for the Power Five conference champions. Not all wins and losses are created equally. And every single April, we are proved that when the SEC reigns supreme. Okay. Even when the Big Ten also can claim some superiority. Your thoughts? Like, how many players did TCU have drafted? Eight. Only two less. Only two less uh, uh, hold, hold than Georgia on. and Alabama. How they had of, more. How many of them? We're from the transfer portal of the SEC because I knew that would be. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Come on. I knew that that would be your argument. Do you want to know how many players play in the SEC? I how many? Four. Half. How many of the players on Alabama and Georgia originated at those schools? All of them. Jameer Gibbs came from the ACC. Okay, that's 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 not true. If I wanted to sit here and go through all these. That's why I don't do the whole transfer thing because I don't think that that's that's totally fair. Okay, fair fair point. They had eight. Fair point. They had eight more than Florida, more than LSU, more than Tennessee. That was supposed to be uh, this extremely talented team. Yeah, they had more than that. But but you're talking about how many they had. We're talking about how many the opponents they played had. I yes, but you're part of what we've debated about is one: were they talented enough to be there, and two. Is their schedule and their wins warranted enough for them to be? No. There? I will concede that they played a weak schedule. And I have said this before. Their opponents were not as good. They're obviously not as good as the SEC. I don't think anyone in their right mind is going to sit here and say that the Big 12 schedule was better than the SEC. But my whole thought here and what I have always said is that you have to win the games on your schedule and have the resume to go to the playoff. If you have two losses, even if you have – Two losses against much better opponents than another team. You have to win your games to get to the playoff. What's the whole point of playing the schedule if it doesn't mean anything? I'm not saying don't play the schedule. You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. What I am just simply saying is, and Joe, here's I'm going to tie this into a bigger playoff expansion thing because you know how I feel about playoff expansion. Yeah. TCU, or let me back up, Kansas State – would have gotten the automatic bid if this would be 2024 because yeah. they're the conference champ. Yeah. How are you going to make the argument to me that a two-loss Kansas State team or even TCU or anybody in the Pac-12, Utah, for that matter, deserves, deserves to, to – remotely have an automatic bid you know so I, when i so is your there, argument is your argument now that when this expands that that the other power five conferences shouldn't have an automatic bid is that what you're saying i think i here's my opinion okay i don't i don't think that there should be automatic bids no let me tell you why because listen okay utah utah Got beat by Florida. And every April we sit here, Joe, and we sit here and say quite simply that these teams deserve to be in. It it is the most participation trophy line of thinking that I've ever heard of. Because even if, 
Joe, even if Florida yeah. is a six and sixteen, they still had were tied with for fifth with the most guys drafted. That is what the SEC. You can say all that you want that the SEC or this team's down six and six, and the SEC is more like eight and four, maybe nine and three in the Big Twelve or the Pac twelve. I don't agree on nine and three. I will agree to eight and so four. How I can you that. say that when the conference champion lost to Florida? We've already discussed this. So when you talk about playoff expansion, yeah, are you gonna? How can you sit here and make the argument to me that Kansas State? For, let's just use this year's draw as an example. Mm-hmm. How could you have made the argument to me that Kansas State belonged more than LSU, Tennessee, and Alabama? Because you can't do that. Here's how I know. You and I both know Alabama and LSU would have beat all those teams. Are we right or wrong? So it's not the best teams that are getting in. It is the teams that win their conference championship. Like, I don't disagree with the thought of not having automatic automatic bids. I, I don't think that it's, it's not a bad premise for creating the playoff. But you can't not have that. Because the alternative is the SEC should just play in their own playoff. No, 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 no. But then we're never going to – because then the argument could always be made, well, Ohio State didn't really beat anyone this year. No, that's not true. Because I told you we would get to the Big Big Ten in just a minute. Big Ten had 55. It should be an Ohio – it should be a Big Ten – SEC playoff, and then the rest. Of the team no, that's get not in. that's not necessarily the case because you. But have that's going to happen. That's what the arguments are going to be. Is that is that a, a team like I'm LSU not, should get I'm in? I'm not over... talking about the. I'm not talking about the teams that religiously end in the top 10, 15 recruiting rankings. I'm talking about the Utahs of the world. I'm talking mm. about the TCU and Baylors of the world. I'm talking about the Oklahoma States of the world. You want me to be a little honest with you? I'm talking about the Clemsons of the world, okay? Because with all due respect to those teams, mm-hmm. you're not playing anybody. Do you, it, Wait, but here, here's why – and bro, bringing up Clemson there, there, is really there important is, There was this. a scenario where TCU played Texas, Baylor, and Iowa State back to – in three straight weeks. There was a legitimate – legitimate argument for Alabama because they played Tennessee, I think Ole Miss, and LSU all in a three-week span, all top 15 teams, and you want to argue with me and saying that it's equal. Like this – look. But I'm not, not saying – Not wait. to get political, but yeah. as everything in our country goes on about should men and women play in each other's sports, whatever, it's – nothing's created equally. Like – I am not going to sit here and say that the competition in other conferences from front to back, from top to bottom, is equal across the board. It's not. But you brought up Clemson, and I think Clemson is a really important example because the timeline that Clemson won those national championships that they did were playing in a really bad conference. Well, the ACC wasn't as bad when they won. Joe, I'm glad you brought that up. Wait, I would argue that it was it was equally as bad. And on top of that, one of the years no, not from a draft national champion. When, not when they from went a draft perspective, it wasn't not from a draft perspective. They one of the years they gained in the forty and fifties. They were closer to where the Big Ten was than where they are now. Okay, so if you took the Clemson out, if you took Clemson out of the ACC, clean yeah. out. Okay, you legitimately are the fourth best conference in the country. Wait, wait, you're saying if Clemson is removed, the ACC is the fourth best conference? From a draft perspective, from talent perspective. Okay. okay? And you know who they would be one less behind? The Big 12. So these are – I'm talking about Clemson now. I'm not talking about Clemson then. It's I still created equal. I know, I know that you're I know that you're talking about them now, but my argument here is that you have to create these automatic bids because these teams can't help the conferences that they're playing in. Everybody can't just go and join the SEC. There are limited seats. Everybody can't just go and join the Big Ten. There are limited seats. 
they are going to stay and play in their conferences. And maybe that's to their benefit that they're going to only finish with one loss when they play their one out of conference schedule game and they maybe lose that game. But you know what? That Clemson team a couple of years ago during the 2020 season, they lost to Notre Dame and they went to the national championship game. Those Joe, should Kansas State be in over Alabama, Tennessee, and LSU? Honestly, they won their conference, so yes. You have to – there are thresholds and things you have to do on your resume to earn the right to be there. It's, it, it's like – Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait we, we, sit, we sit here talk about resume, and, it, and here's a perfect apt, apt analogy. It's, it's like having a job interview. Spell that. Apt analogy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit – wait, A-N-A-L-O-G-Y, <laughs> and then apt is A. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. When you – if you theoretically had two applicants, actually, let's say you have one applicant who didn't go to an Ivy League school and you've got three applicants that did, okay? All three of those applicants have no prior experience except going to an Ivy League school, but the kid who went to some tiny school, no-name school, that's much lower down on the threshold, has a great resume. Apple's a lot of ghost. No, no, no. It's not. Great resume. I'd rather take the kid that's been experienced. If you have the if you have the resume, yeah, to earn which the right is to be the there, SEC, which is the SEC in your scenario? No, it's the SEC are the three people at the Ivy League from the Ivy League that don't have the necessary. No, because you're saying that the SEC the is the Ivy League and has no experience. My argument would be they have more experience with being in the Ivy if League. You win the if you win your conference, you have earned the right to be there. If they had two losses and earn what conference. right? They What's won the their conference. It's a power five most, conference. It's the most participation trophy uh, thought process that I've ever heard of. Do you, let me ask you this question: yeah. Do you want do you want to get an award for not winning something? They but they did win something. They won their conference. Okay, let me back up. If you're if you won a lower tiered program from a lower tier program, high schools as an example, yeah, and the local state of Louisiana, the one A school's not beating the five A school, aka Georgia, aka TCU. It's not happening. They still earn a right to compete. Okay, they've still earned a right All to right. compete if you have the right things in the resume. Well. Agree to completely disagree. I think that you're wrong. I can't wait. Blake, I'm telling you right now, when we're doing this show and the playoff has expanded, if a non-SEC team beats an SEC team, I'm going to be the most USC could beat an SEC team. Uh, Oklahoma could beat a lower-tier SEC. Well, well be they're going to be in the SEC. They're going to be in the SEC. It doesn't matter. What I'm saying is, let me, let me give an example, mm-hmm. okay? So you say if they beat an SEC team, okay? When a, a non-SEC team beats an SEC team, I will okay, be when have they done it in the play? When have they done it in the playoff? Uh, my memory. Oh, is Oh, that's that right. They haven't. They've gotten their wait, absolute. Wait, wait, wait! But oftentimes no, these no, non-SEC no. teams have to face off against the best teams in the country. Joe, the I'm weakest... saying when the playoff is expanded. Hold on. Hold on. The weakest team that has ever been in the playoff. You ready? The Michigan States, the Washingtons, the Cincinnati's, and the yeah. TCU's. They've gotten their absolute rear ends torn up. And you want to sit here and tell me when it happens. Joe, it's not happening. Because they have all had to play the best teams or one of the top two teams in the country at the time in the playoff. I'm talking about – had to play Georgia. My point. My point is, okay. You had LSU having to play Georgia. You had Tennessee having to play Georgia. But, but I'm talking about, and I'm saying when it happens in reference to when the fourth or fifth SEC team, because there's probably going to be that many, make it in the last remaining SEC team that sneaks their way into the playoff. They're going to get beat by by a Power Five team that won their conference. It's going to happen, and I promise you, I will be insufferable on this program. It will be my biggest victory lap. I know I shouldn't be proud of that, but it absolutely will. Okay, well then I'm going to get something. The next time a Big Twelve or an eight or a Pac-12 team gets blown right. out in the playoff, I'm literally flying to LA and I'm going to make you run around the studio 
until I tell you to stop. Honestly, it's justified. I am going to get out of lunch. You're going to be there all day. Uh, That's justified. That's completely justified. Okay, well, you think I'm joking. I know you're not. Uh, Damn right I'm not. You know who else is going to be going to L.A.? This is why this is why I'm so good in this business. You know who else is in L.A.? Mr. Stetson Bennett. Say his name. As as Walter White once said, say my name, Heisenberg. Stetson I I can't stand. Ho! Hey, ho! Who told you he was getting drafted in the fourth round a month ago? I don't know. might have been you. Say my name! It may or may not have been you who said that. Stetson Bennett has been drafted by the Rams. Now, I know you hate it. I know that you absolutely hate it. You know who doesn't suck at calling offensive plays? Todd Munkin. Oh, you're talking about Sean McVay. I thought you were trying to I'm talking to about it. Sean McVay. You know who yeah. runs a very similar style of offense than Todd, to Todd Munkin? Sean McVay. It's a great fit, buddy. It's a, it's a great fit. Because here's the thing. I think Stetson Bennett is better than what people give him credit for. Let me tell you what he let me t- okay. let me give you a little stat. Okay, go ahead. At the combine, this went unnoticed. Guess who was taller, Bryce Young or Stetson Bennett? It was probably Stetson. Who weighed more? I would guess that their weight was the same because Bryce was 204. Actually, not true. Stetson Bennett came in at 206. My point is, is oh, that if drinking. you're gonna talk about Stetson Bennett's size. He is bigger than Bryce Young. Now, I understand the mobility and and things like that. Bryce Young is not to be compared to Stetson Bennett. I'm not trying to make that comparison, okay? Stetson Bennett went 495 and 742 in the last four seasons. 67. Joe, literally two-thirds of his passes were completed at Georgia. Almost 7,000 yards. He's 10 yards away from 7,000. 56 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, and 14 rushing touchdowns the last two years. He's not – look, I, I, Joe, I get that you don't like him. I understand that. Let's not act like he's the worst quarterback in the SEC or quarterback in general to get drafted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for crying out loud, Tim Tebow went in the first round. And well, that that should never have happened. But here's here's what I think about Stetson landing in Los Angeles. I, I agree with you. I think it's a strong fit schematically. It's a lot of a, a very run heavy oriented offense that allows somebody like Stetson to move on the run, throw on the run. A lot of play action setup. F this guy, by the way. I don't know who the hell this guy is. Uh, you can leave, Justin. Uh, I saw that and I was like, really. Um, but my point here, Blake, is that schematically. It's great, and I'm sure that we're going to see a lot of nice highlights from Stetson Bennett during the preseason. Probably going to get a lot of that. But it pains me to say this. Circumstantially, the fact that Matthew Stafford is as injury-prone as he is to go there, he really might be the Brock Purdy of this class. I had so many radio spots that were asking me, who's the Brock Purdy of this class? And I, I refrained every ounce of my body to not say it was Stetson Bennett. But – he stepped into the spot where he's going to be the guy because Matthew Stafford is going to get hurt in the middle of the year. They're going to have a decent record and he's going to step in and he might do some stuff, man. If anyone has the potential to do it, it sadly sets a minute. I will say though, there is a city where someone can get lost in the sauce, a 45 year old quarterback like Stetson Bennett. It, 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 it's, it's Los It's Los Angeles because this here's, here's the, here's the problem with that. Here's yeah. the problem with that. Don't act like the South don't drink. But it's it's different. It's it's different. I'm not saying that it's it has nothing to do with drinking. It's that this environment, it's it's weird, dude. It is filled with all of the weirdest people. I, I, I don't even really like living here. If I'm being completely honest with you, I'd move back if I had the ability to, but my work is out here. It is all a bunch of pretentious people and people getting caught up with you, you know, keeping up with the Joneses type per- of perception. Thing. What's the perception of you? Yeah, and it's a lot of influencers and people that think they're more important than they are. I don't know, man. I think it's very easy to get caught up in that crap if if you're somebody that has a, a history of getting caught up in that stuff. It's not a matter of drinking and partying. It's getting caught up with the wrong crowd of people that are going to lead you down a bad path. I don't see people saying that for other players who have gotten lost in the sauce. 
Well, who else why, has recently why? gone to Los Angeles? Who else has recently gone to Los Angeles that's gotten into trouble? Well, he wasn't in Los Angeles when it happened, but I know, but like I'm saying that he's got a history of making poor decisions. So well, I, like think, he, I, I think you know, Henry Ruggs was a guy that got caught partying a lot and then went to Las Vegas yeah. and everybody didn't say a word. And then look what happened. Here's a really good random example. Kyle Laletta, who was a Richmond quarterback who didn't really have any history of doing anything wrong, was in New York. He was with the Giants. He eventually got removed from that roster because he tried to evade the police because he was late to a meeting. Like that, like that kind of stupid crap I think can happen in a place like Los How Angeles. How funny is it? He was more he was more worried about getting cut than getting arrested. <laughs> I did think that was hilarious. It's very fitting. <laughs> uh, it's not really funny that he evaded the police. It is what it is. Here, here's my thought on Stetson Bennett. It's something that mm -hmm. we talked about a lot. He's a winner. Okay. Look, there have been a lot of talented human beings that have come through the University of Georgia. Aaron Murray was a good quarterback. You had the years with David Pollock and that crew. You, you've had just so many good Georgia teams that could never get over the hump. Yeah. It literally took a guy that got fired in Cleveland and Todd Munkin and a walk-on to get them back to prominence and win back-to-back -back national titles. Joey's just a winner. He's just a winner. And you know what? Uh, if he could learn anything from the Tom Brady school of getting down without being hit and making right decisions – Name a time that you've seen Stetson take massive hits, even when he's got a lot yep. of pressure on him. It's not as if that their O-line was impenetrable. What a great word, okay? But I just think that it's a great fit for this reason. Yeah. McVay knows what he's doing. They went out and got an offensive lineman, uh, I think, with their second overall pick. Uh, Steve Avila, a TCU football player that they drafted. Who's right. So not, they didn't have a bad draft. They have weapons. Could you imagine Stetson Bennett with the weapons that they have? Because, look, Stetson is what people do not give Stetson Bennett credit for. He can be very cerebral. Buddy, I don't give two Rudy Poos what you tell me. That mm -hmm. man can be cerebral in the pocket. I don't He's disagree. Thrown, he has thrown 750 passes in two years. And he's completing two-thirds of them, okay? And I will let you know, name a receiver that's been drafted high at Georgia over the last three years. Newsflash, it just hasn't happened. The excuse that everybody tries to give me, at least, oh, he's got Brock, he's got Brock, he's got Brock. Brock's not catching the same amount of passes as you see a, a, a Justin Jefferson or any mm. of uh, Jamar Chase or name the, Chris Olave, uh, yeah. uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, it, it, he's not doing that. He knows what he needs to do to be cerebral. That's, that's my only – Stetson Bennett is – Stetson Bennett was given a bad rap because of the cockiness. And I think if this would have been – if he would have just won one and would have ran out into the sunset and gotten drafted a year ago, hypothetically. He wouldn't have gotten drafted as highly. Well, Trust just me on that. Act like he would have had the same two years that he had. Sure. Let's just sure. act like Alabama would have won. Yeah. Okay? And this would have been the only championship that he won. And he got that much better. The, the argument would have been, oh, man, he's – look how much he's improved. I know he's little, but look how good he's gotten. Dude, I don't care what you tell me. Now, let me make this very clear. Do I think that he's a 15-time Pro Bowl quarterback? <laughs> no. I don't know if he's a five-time. He's Let me say it like this. There are going to be probably 70 to 72 active quarterbacks in week one in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I, it's of my personal opinion, he's one of the best 60, 72. I think that that's fair. I think he deserves to be a backup. That's where he got drafted. And you know what, Joe, for, for L.A., you took him with a fourth-round pick. You could cut the little son of a gun if you need to. It doesn't matter. Right. You hit the nail on the head here, and th this is 
well, one of the things that was crazy about everyone who got so mad at me for making my statements about Stetson Bennett immediately after the national championship game, forget all that for him as a college player for a second. This was his ceiling, was a high-level backup. That's what my thoughts on what Brock Purdy's ceiling should be, which is being a high-level backup, but we're not caught up to that yet. We're not, we haven't figured that one out yet. The public doesn't want to agree with that. But Stetson has absolutely every capability to be one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL. And he steps into a situation that is perfect for him schematically, situationally. I agree with you, and that needs to be restated. It's probably not going to do much. He's probably going to have a very uneventful rookie year. He's probably going to have a very uneventful career in general. But if he, if anyone had a good chance to do something unexpected, it could be Stetson Bennett. He's also, I need everyone to just get on the same level here. I don't think anyone is thinking like this. He's not beating out Matthew Stafford. I, I don't want anyone to sit here and think that that's a possibility. No, he's not going to beat out Matthew Stafford. However, it has I to be do stated. Well, correct. I, I, well, and he's not. That's not what you bring him in there for, anyway. I just, right. I'm just saying that there are some irrational people that are going to believe that he could provide competition. You know what's interesting? Mm-hmm. You know who else threw threw for almost the same amount of yards, had somewhat near the same amount of touchdowns, and threw for the same completion percentage? Name that quarterback in this draft. If I gave you a blind resume and said that there was a quarterback, one yeah. of them Stetson Bennett. Bryce Young. Then, no. <laughs> Bryce Young had like 57 touchdowns in one season. He had 67% completion percentage. He had about 7,000 yards passing. He had about 75 touchdowns. Who would that quarterback be? And you got to pick the other quarterback. They would have a similar over the resume. Last, over the la- yeah, over the same resume over the last two years. It's not CJ when he was just drafted. And they were just drafted. Is it Hendon Hooker? It's Hendon Hooker. See, the interesting thing that people There's a difference in their traits, though. There's a much different hold on. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. But if you would have gone in a coma and I would have just shown you the statistical nature, and I would have told you. The guy that has a little less touchdowns, a little less yards, but higher completion percentage, won back-to-back national titles. And the other one who has just a little bit more didn't, you would have known the difference. If I would have given you approximate 40 times, approximate arm strength, approximate accuracy, you mm-hmm. also wouldn't have known the difference. The only thing that I – you're right. Okay, Hinton Hooker's a dog running the football. But it, people forget that Stetson Bennett ran for 10 touchdowns. People uh, forget Colin. he's a Joe Show Hooker's – oh, we were talking about that earlier. I, so, to Colin's point, I did yeah. say that the most – the thing that gets me the most on the show that drives me – well, just I always focus on is the Hinton Hooker beans. It's the coolest thing that I own. I don't think I own anything cooler. He 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 gave me this. He gave me this at the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, Bowl. that was your that was your thing from Hendon Hooker. I remember at the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I played against them. I can still I can say that I played against them. He remembered playing it. It was his first ever start at Virginia Tech. Y'all got sauce. Right, I derailed your point because I'm I have ADD. Well, you got sauce, didn't you? We get sauce? No, we actually almost we almost beat him. It was like a it was like a one score game until the end of the game. The kid wow. got drafted for my team because of that game. Hey, that's cool. Mm. We actually had people drafted when I was on the team. Uh, let me mention this. Did you yeah. see this flex that Florida tried to pull? This I wanted week? to bring that up. Yes. Can okay. we please talk about this? What the? So Anthony Richardson went fourth overall to the Indianapolis Colts. I think it's a horrible. I I don't think it's a horrible pick. I think it's a too early of a pick. It's just my opinion. They legitimately are mm-hmm. Florida fans and the Florida fan base is bragging that Anthony Richardson got drafted at fourth overall and Stetson got drafted in the fourth round. Joe, I don't know how you feel about this, but for me, for me, I would rather my quarterback get drafted in the fourth round and us win two national titles Yes, you selecting a six and seven season. I still support Anthony Richardson wholeheartedly and blindly. The guy is going to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Stamp that point. But 
College football and the NFL are mutually exclusive. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now was at Wyoming. That's all we need to – all the evidence that we need. It doesn't matter what you do in college to translate to the NFL. Yeah. Can you clip this? Can we stop comparing everything to Josh Allen? Guy has low – Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Guy has low accuracy rate. Well, Josh Allen, Wyoming. Guy's got super – is super athletic, Josh Allen. Can we stop comparing every single human being to Josh Allen Blake, coming out? Can Josh we Allen – Can we stop a- – if you can only give me one quarterback that's done that, you're wrong. You need 10 quarterbacks. Well, what about Josh Allen? It's not created equal. Buddy, his entire receiving core works in the insurance industry now. Okay. Okay. The reason why he is used is because he is the outlier of outliers. It's a lazy take. It's not a lazy take. take. It's not a lazy lazy take because he's a massive outlier. He is. He has all the physical tools, but his accuracy. Why do y'all keep comparing him to everybody? Because when we what when we have other outliers, we need something. How do you you know that you have the outlier when Anthony Richardson hadn't thrown a pass in the NFL yet? We're trying to make comparisons to formulate an argument of why he can succeed without it it's called it's what we do it's a, a week best which is projection come up with something new it's all getting right. old i'll come up with something new hey for next you know time. what i i the entire the the entire united states has to take a shot every time a draft analyst says well look at josh allen did you know that alcohol sales would skyrocket by a billion percent the problem is, this all started with the Will Levis crap. Comparing him to Will Levis. Will Le- I'm going to blame on, Will Levis on. for everything. No, no. Will Levis did not say that he would be a top five pick. Will Levis did not give himself his own draft grade. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that this Will all started Levis because, didn't this make all started because clip lazy on Twitter. Lazy draft analysts compared him to Josh Allen at the beginning of the cycle, and it's a terrible comparison. That then opened the door for all of these annoying comparisons that you're now pointing out. Anyway, back to our original point. Did you see the flex from Florida trying to say our quarterback? Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. That's that that's what you're hanging your hat on. I mean, you guys got to win some football games. You know who they could be going after in the portal, though, Blake. Who? And I think they should be. Oh, going you're out. talking about Florida. I think yes. that's where you're going. Dude, they need to be talking about. I know that we plan to talk about this. Peyton Thorne. They need to throw everything at this kid. I know that he's nothing special, <gasps> but he is better. He is better than Graham Mertz. If you saw over the weekend, shifting gears here, mm-hmm. uh, Peyton Thorne from Michigan State, along with Keon Coleman from Louisiana. Oh, now I know why you wanted to talk about this. No, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I know. I'm just just kidding. He's a great talent. Let me tell you what I'm hearing out of East Lansing. I talked to a Mm -hmm. beat writer there today, one of my good buddies. He basically told me that (laughs) Mel Tucker's losing it. So, Keon Coleman, the receiver, their best wide receiver, Joe, I literally do think that he could play for all 130 teams. Without question, he could go wherever he wanted, and he could maybe not be the guy, but be a key contributor. Yes. This is what I was told, is that Keon Coleman had told some people around Michigan State that he wanted to end the portal because he did not want to play with Peyton Thorne anymore. He wanted to expand his uh, 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 draft status. Okay? Well, then Peyton Thorne gets word of this. And says, well, hell, if he's hitting the portal, I've already lost my three top weapons. I'm going to hit the portal. And now Michigan State's battling to get Keon Coleman back because Peyton Thorne won't be there. Let me just say this. I actually I actually like Peyton Thorne. He was banged up a lot last year. He didn't have a lot of help. They gave him zero help outside of Keon Coleman. His offensive line stunk. He didn't have a running game. They, I think they were second or third and drops in the Big Ten. They weren't, they were a horrible offensive team. Peyton yeah. Thorne was the only reason that they actually scored, believe it or not. He, he had a little bit of a drop off, but when he had some protection and he had Kenneth Walker, 
he had really good season. I think it's a deeper thing than this, though. I think that the Peyton Thorne thing and Keon Coleman is more of a sign that people don't really like Mel Tucker. Well, with the amount of – look, the guy's an egotist. I, I'm just going to be straight blunt here, and I know that I don't personally know him, but from what you hear when you speak to individual people associated with the program and then also you hear some of these murmurs and then there were pieces written about him at the end of the college football season – with the whole fight that broke out, all of this stuff, it's clearly a lack of control of the program. And then there's the whole weird layer to this of Mel Tucker having all this extra money to spend on giving money to his assistants, and then he pocketed all of it. I know that's alleged. alleged. That's alleged. But if there is truth to that, man, dude, this is a problem. You just paid this guy for the next nine seasons, and this is the result that you're getting? Yeah, I don't know. This is and, bad. You know, they, I mean, they, it's not like they can move from well, move on from him. They would legitimately have to pay a, a a king's ransom to get rid of him. This is why, and this is I I don't know if you're going to agree with this or not, but this is why. If other teams are interested in your coach after the the first in the initial contract, don't get duped into it. Don't get duped into it. I know oh, that you I really badly want to keep Sam. And, and Joe, you might not remember this. I know for a fact that Scott Woodward at LSU literally was going in the Midwest telling people that he was going to give Brian Kelly $100 million, which they are, are, are his, not Brian Kelly, but his coach. Yes. He told people because he wanted things like the Mel Tucker thing to happen. Okay. Yes. I know. And you're not going to believe me, and nobody will believe me. But the real people know. The real, real people know. LSU offered a coach in the SEC two hundred million dollars guaranteed. Wait, who was that? I, I'm not, I'm, are you talking about Nicholas? But my that's my, let me just let okay. me clarify. That's a rumor. But I think my I point here, my point here very <laughs> my point very clearly stands here, though. This is what happens when you let other people dictate the market for your coach. If somebody's willing to pay that much money, you might really like a coach and he might be really great for your program. But holy hell, this is what happens. Because on top of that, when is these long when have the, these long-term contracts just very rarely work out when there's not enough evidence to support long-term sustained the success? Coaches, Brian Kelly coaches, works. Because he had success in Notre Dame. No, and I wasn't even going to go him. Where I was going to go was, is take even take him out of it. Kirby, Saban, Riley, Stoops, Meyer. I, I, I mean, I, you're going to hate this one. You ready for this? You're going to hate this mm-hmm. one. Even Franklin. I, I mean, look, James Franklin's winning nine and a half games a year. That's, but he's Yes, not getting- all right, that's better than Mel Tucker. Well, and he's not getting paid like the Saban and Kellys of of the world either. He's, you know, he's just not. So you get my point. The coaches that have won elsewhere out, Kirby is the only outlier. But he's he's not really an outlier because in year two, he got to a he got to a national championship and he just won back to back. Dabo for crying out loud. I mean, there there are a lot of coaches that have had gotten long contracts that have shown it more than one season. And I think for Mel Tucker's case, he just, look, Payne Thorne and Keon Combs, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I know I know for an outright fact, 10 SEC schools has reached out to Keon Coleman. I that know it surprise me. He's a good athlete. He, and, dude, he's 6'4", 210, 215. He, dude was a beast. I, I Look, I covered the kid when he was in Louisiana. I thought that why they should have gone. Why did he go to Michigan State? Great story. I'm gonna. That's what I was getting to. Okay. He was a COVID senior, and um, LSU went and Orgeron went with the star chasing and all that kind of stuff. And the kid wound up not getting an offer because he couldn't get seen, and he didn't even visit anywhere. And look, that that stinks for him because he didn't yeah. have the ability to show that he could showcase himself. And that's what a lot of receivers do. They could go out there and showcase themselves. My only thing is for Michigan State, man, it's only good. Trust me, I've been down this road with Orgeron. It can only get it can only be worse. 
It can only yeah, get absolutely. worse. And I think Jimbo is another really good example for this too, that he obviously won a national championship at F- FSU, but him transitioning to Texas A&M. No, he's still winning had- 8.7 games per season. As crazy as that sounds. Which is which is nuts. I One thing though, and I know that we're kind of coming up at the end here. I have been trying to find like what are the offers right now out here for Peyton Thorne and maybe I'm I'm not looking in the right places. I'm really curious. Him. Yeah, I'm curious to see where he ends up. I think that we spoke on this. We spoke on the concern for Florida situation and before Buckner ended up at Alabama, we spoke on these teams that have an unsatisfied unsettled quarterback situation, they need to just go after a veteran starter with experience because a guy with experience that has played slightly above average, like Peyton Thorne, can do wonders in the SEC. I think on this Florida roster that has improved but still does not have a quarterback, I take Peyton Thorne over Graham Mertz any day. Graham Mertz has never understand. been average. He's been below average, up and down, his whole time at Wisconsin. They need to get somebody like Peyton Thorne. I really think that Florida is the one to pay attention to. All right, well. They might not be interested, but. Well, no, I, I don't disagree. Um, saw Gary Nussmeyer staying. Was there a possibility that he left? I mean, there's always a possible when a kid's, you know, about going to be three years in a program and hadn't started yet. Well, he's one year away from taking over, and then that gives him two years as the as the starter, theoretically. I know that's not great. Here come the Tigers. Nanny, nanny, nanny. I'm trying to find where if if Thorne has any offers, but it does not look like that's that is the case. Well, one thing that we've noticed from guys who go in the portal versus kids in high school, kids in the portal don't let you know what they're doing. No, they don't. No, which who is can weird. Develop me to get me to. No, it's really not. You know why? Because they're more mature. They are, but they I think around that, the block. If you have yes, because it. I think a high schooler's intention of doing that is to flex on everybody, but like a, a college kid, I don't know. I'd put that out, that stuff out immediately because you want to stir up the market. You know, you want to, you if want there to be scholarship problems. I for bad for you, son. I got 99 problems. I mean, the quarterback at Florida ain't one. If that, if I'm paying Thorne, are you saying he shouldn't go to Florida? Or he should? I don't think he should. No, I, it's a horrible fit. Maybe it's Auburn. That's the only other one in the SEC that I think needs a quarterback, a settled quarterback situation. Because Robbie Ashford right now and uh, TJ Finley are there, but it sounds like there's not a lot of confidence in that quarterback room. Oh hell no! Well, let me tell you, let me tell you what I think secretly. Mm-hmm. I think I think Auburn's going to try to get anybody. Now we get we're, during the off season, we're going to talk some Nebraska and, and then Casey Thompson and all those kids. Well, Casey Let's Thompson see. hops in the portal too. Correct. Just remember, so it's Jeff, it's Jeff Just remember what your old buddy be talking about, because it's I just said <laughs> low key, low key. Here comes hey, last sentence of the night. You ready? Mm-hmm. It's not a frost, baby. It's a freeze. We'll see you on on Wednesday. Bye. Wave, Joe. Wave to the people goodbye. I I, I didn't know. Is this a bit that we do now? We wave. Bye. Bye.